Welcome to the official podcast for Triumvir Clio's School of Classical Civilization. I'm Beth, a.k.a. Triumvir Clio. Hello again. I hope that you're still well. Things here in the U.S. continue to be interesting. Um, I don't know what else to say about it at this point. I'm sure the world will have completely changed between the time I record this and the time you hear it. Uh, Recently, a friend posted something about what a year the past 18 hours have been. So however many years have passed um, for you in the past calendar day or two, I hope that you're still well and safe and fighting the good fight. And if you're in the U.S., you're registered to vote and you have a plan to vote and you um, follow that plan. Um, Today, we have one Homeric hymn, number 15, and it is dedicated to Heracles the Lionhearted. As usual, I am working from the Susan Shelmerdine translation from 1995. Uh, The subject of this hymn makes it a little bit easier for us to date because Heracles wasn't always revered as a god. Um, That status change didn't happen um, until about the 6th century BCE, so this poem cannot be any older than that. Um, But like most of this corpus, we don't know much else about when or where it was written. We just know that that it can't be any older than the 6th century. Um, But whether that means it was written in the 6th century or the 5th or we don't know, or where in, in the Greek, Middle Eastern, Mediterranean region, no clue. Um, so uh, so here we have the, the hymn to Heracles the Lionhearted. The poet invokes his subject and calls him a goat, um, you know, greatest of all time, and tells us that he was born in Thebes to Alcmene and Zeus. Heracles did a lot of stuff before he was sent on his famous missions at the behest of Eurystheus, and now he lives on Olympus and is married to Hebe. Hebe, in case you don't know, is the daughter of Zeus and Hera, um, she's the goddess of youth. So Heracles, Heracles is now not only a god, he's also married to his half-sister. Uh, so the deification of Heracles means he joins the Olympian tradition of marrying your sibling. Um, and with that note about Heracles's current godly status, the poet says farewell. So <laughs> that's it. So yeah, we, we get a lot of snippets of the Heracles mythology, but not a lot of detail. I... I rather like the part that says he did a lot of deeds and suffered a lot. Nothing specific, just, you know, there was stuff. There was some stuff that happened, you know. You you, you know, I mean, you sure, you know, or at least the poet seems to presume that you know. Um, this is the joy of working with primary sources from a culture that was still largely transmitted orally. Uh, <laughs> you probably do know a lot of stories about Heracles or... Hercules. Um, I mean, the the Disney movie. I, I love the Disney movie. It's it's silly. It's I, it delights me. I mean, it, yes, it's not really like totally what what the myth is that we know, but it, it hits a lot of high points, right? Um, and but that doesn't mean that's that it's all written down together. Um, so as you're probably gathering from the Hesiod episodes and this hymn, there is not a single primary source that tells the entire story of Heracles. Um, that story that we tell in in movies and other books and secondary transmissions, um, it's been pieced together from multiple sources. Um, so sure, some bard way back when, 2,500 years ago, might have sat by the fire and sung a whole epic about Heracles. But that epic was never written down, 
or if it was, it didn't survive the ages and we have no reference that it that one existed. So it's all just you know, based on putting all these different sources together. And in this podcast, I've been focusing on those primary sources. So I don't have, I can't give you just like one episode that's just Heracles, because this time we're just looking at one source, which is the hymn to Heracles the Lionhearted. But so there it is. That's the, <laughs> that's the hymn to Heracles the Lionhearted. I would love to hear any thoughts you have about it. Of course, as usual, the link to the blog, triumvirclio.school.blog is in the show notes. On Monday, we will read Euripides's The Suppliants. Euripides, not Aeschylus. Just in case your bookshelf is as full of ancient Greek plays as mine is, make sure you've picked up the right play. The Suppliants by Euripides on Monday. Talk to you then. You can join the discussion of this and everything covered in this podcast by following the link in my show notes. And if you're enjoying what you've heard so far, please consider supporting the show with a monthly donation of your choosing, just like public radio. And please also consider giving a five-star review on your podcatcher of choice so that more people can discover the fun that is Triumvir Clio's School of Classical Civilization.